Welcome to The Realist Uncensored, where we're bringing you real fucking issues with real fucking opinions. I'm Checkers, and over there, as always, is MJ. What's going on, YouTube, Rumble, and everyone listen on your favorite podcast directory? So, today's format of the show, because we have a couple formats, and if you're new to the show, I'm going to tell you what they are. Um, today's format is The Realist Weekly Wrap-Up, where we grab some articles from the week, and we talk about them. Pretty simple. If you need that explained more, you can email MJ at the realist uncensored <laughs> at gmail.com and he'll be happy to elaborate what the show is about. Right. And and, and say more than hi. Yes, definitely. Okay. Put some context in there. Okay. And also Facebook listings. I'm your guy. I'll get it sold on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another format of the show is the realist unwrap where we grab uh, a subject or an issue that's being that's uh, going on in the world or you know America right now and we talk about that and you get our honest opinions about that and as a listener if there's a subject or an issue you'd like us to talk about you can email us that email us it at um the realist uncensored at gmail.com because, yes, you know, we're, we're, we're open to our listeners' ideas, too, you know? Man, they don't exactly have to align with the show, either. Like, we we do we do stuff that... Um, we're, we're not for, too. You right, know? And, exactly. Um, we just got to be able to look at the research for it and um, make sure it's something we could turn into a show. Right. Um, then we have the holiday specials which uh, you've, you've definitely heard some of those, but if you're new, we got some holiday specials where we uh, basically give a rundown about what the holiday is really about because in America, we have a habit of turning everything into a drinking holiday, and that's what we think the whole point of the holiday is. Or it's to give extravagant gifts or Hallmark cards. Yeah, that's uh, the American way. Yeah. Also, we have the Message Mondays, which are... You know, a little sporadic, but you know, when we feel like we got a message that needs to get out there, we get it out there. And then we have the final format of the show, which we haven't done yet, but it's coming. I promise you it's coming is the important <laughs> dates to this country. So with that being said, you know, how's your week been? Not bad. That's Not good. Bad. That's How about good. you? Just, you know. Another week on vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoying it. Yeah. Nice. Good. Very good. Very good. <laughs> um, I don't know. We're just going to jump right into it. Yeah. Sounds yeah, good to me. Not another, another, not, it's, it's another busy week, but not too busy. You want to go first or you want me to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. It looks like you're having some technical issues over there. Uh, Mike feels a little loose. Oh, okay. So my first one is from Fox News. Representative Gates, Senator Mullen, introduced national stand-your-ground bills. Legal duty to retreat helps attacker. Uh, Rep. Florida Rep. Matt Gates and Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen, both Republicans, are proposing a national stand-your-ground law against attackers. Gates caught up over the phone with Fox Digital on Thursday about his and Mullen's companion bills dropping the same day with the Florida Republican saying the pro pro the proposed law came out of his efforts in the sunshine state 
legislature after the Trayvon Martin death. While chairman of the House House's Criminal Justice Subcommittee, Gates said he held hearings on the state uh, state senior ground at law amid national calls to repeal the statute. I became even more convinced that the legal duty to retreat from common law puts the law on the side of the attacker, not the victim, Gates said. And I, as I've gotten, gotten to Congress, I don't believe that the legal duty to retreat as an American out ought to be different in Florida, in Connecticut, in Massachusetts, in California, he continued. I think we ought to have a national reckoning on the duty to retreat, and we ought to extinguish it, Gates added. Gates said, America has too many states that continue to remain the duty to retreat if one is attacked outside their home in that Congress should supersede that law, state law because it leaves Americans vulnerable. I like it. Mm-hmm. The Florida Republican noted that in our nationals, in our nation's capital today, a person being attacked on the street has to make a split-second decision on whether they can turn their back and run with a miscalculation potentially proving fatal. And that's the other thing that you have said, because we have covered this before in an unwrap, that, you know, you might have a duty to retreat law. So, like you said, when you have to retreat, you have to turn around, put your back to that person attacking you, and run away. Yeah. And what, you just hope and praying that they're not going to fucking shoot you or or chase after you, stab you? Well, well, it's not even that. When you run away... They obviously know, okay, you're running to go get help or you're running to, you know, to a neighbor's house to go use a phone. Right. So it goes on to say, and if you miscalculate toward the side of self-defense, you could be under arrest, Gay said. If someone is intending to commit a forcible felony on an American, an American right should be meeting that force with comparable force. Absolutely. Gates said he is is seeing increasing support for the measure among his GOP colleagues and said Mullen's companion bill in the Senate is a big boost. Since I serve in the Judiciary Committee, I am going to be uh, using that perch to inject my own views on self-defense and extinguishing the duty to retreat in the various legislative proposals that the committee may consider, Gates said. Gates also blasted Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, shithead, saying he hasn't been the greatest when it comes to putting the law on the sides of the victim. He seems to hold a different view, so we may have to use leverage on a pass bill to get your, the stand your ground considered, Gates said. The Florida congressman said, in practice, stand your ground laws have stopped arrests on site when, we, when someone has engaged in legitimate self-defense. That defanged arrest has a chilling effect when somebody, someone justly defends themselves, Gates added. Mullen told Fox News Digital that states like Oklahoma and Florida recognize that in some cases, the use of lethal force is justified to prevent imminent death or serious bodily harm. Every American should have the right to defend himself or herself against imminent threats to personal safety Without the duty to retreat, Mullen said. I'm proud to introduce the Stand Your Ground Act in the Senate to codify these common common sense self-defense protections for all law-abiding American citizens, he added. And it goes on to to say what uh, Stand Your Ground is, which, like like I said, we already did uh, in Unwrap, so if you want to hear more of that, go check that out. But that's going to do it for that article.
Yeah. <clears throat> so my next article is from Newsmax. Okay. Bud Light to triple ad spend to counter sales slide. Dumbasses. Bud Light's part. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Bud Light's parent company said Thursday it will triple its marketing spending in the U.S. this summer as it tries to boost sales that plummeted after brand partnered with transgender influencer. But Anheuser-Busch, InBev, CEO, uh, also downplayed the impact of the backlash, saying Bud Light's U.S. sales decline in the first three weeks of April represented only 1% of InBev's global volumes. The CEO also said the company um, sees signs of Bud Light demand is stabilizing. Hmm, that's kind of funny. This is a little older of an article. And uh, there's some new shit that's come out. I know you're you're going to cover that, so I don't want (laughs) to jump into it. We believe we have the experience, the resources, and the partners to manage this, he said during a conference call with investors on Thursday. Of course, you got to tell your investors that. Because on April 1st, transgender influencer Dick Swingin' Dylan Mulvaney posted a video of himself And it doesn't say that, but he's a he with a dick cracking open a Bud Light on his H.I.S. Instagram. He showed off a can with his face on it that Bud Light sent him. (laughs) Did everybody get that? I like the emphasis. Okay, because he's a dude. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Uh, one of, one of many corporate freebies he gets and shares with millions of his followers. (laughs) Three days after Dick Swingin' Mulvaney's, uh, post, Kid Rock posted a video of himself shooting cases of Bud Light. InBev shares temporary, uh, temporarily plunged within weeks Two marketing executives of Anheuser-Busch is... InBev's subsidiary took a leave of absence. So they got fired. Right. It's a fancy way of uh, saying, hey, you're done. Yeah, they still don't have the balls to say. Yeah, we'll give you the severance package. (laughs) (laughs) We'll give you these free cases of Bud Light because we got so much of it. (laughs) It is unclear if those executives have returned. A message-seeking comment from Anheuser-Busch was left Thursday. The CEO uh, didn't reveal updated sales figures Thursday, but in a week ending April 22nd, Bud Light's U.S. sales dropped 21% compared to the same week a year ago, with rivals Miller Lite and Coors Light appearing to pick up those sales. According to, the, uh, to Bump Williams Consulting, Bud Light's U.S. sales are down 3% so far this year. The CEO didn't mention Dick Swing and Mulvaney on Thursday's investor call, but uh, decreed the misinformation about the promotion. Cans featuring Dick Swing and Mulvaney weren't made to be sold to the general public, for example. This was one can, one influencer, one post, and not a campaign, he said. No, like I said in last week's show, and I'm not, I'm not saying I'm a marketing genius, but if you're trying to gain sales in a certain demographic, 
You're going to send that person freebies. You're going to, you know, uh, basically like sponsor them and send them stuff so that when they do their, you know, their awesome videos of pretending to be a female because he's erasing the female gender, you know, they want Bud Light to be attached to that. So Bud Light and Anheuser-Busch want to be attached to getting rid of the female gender. That's how I yep. take it. They, that, they, that's exactly how it yeah. is. And I forget that lady's name that you did you did the article on. She was trying to market to that what five percent? Because I yeah. used to, I used to, I I guess I was saying three percent, but it's five percent of the the population that is transgender or identifies as such. But you know they 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 were trying they were targeting that demographic, and it 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 was a marketing ploy. Mm-hmm. A testing the waters before yeah. they actually get out there and do it. And it blew up in their fucking face. Yeah. And now they're trying to walk it back instead of saying, Hey, we fucked up. Yeah. No fucking accountability. Well, you know, yeah. Welcome to America. <laughs> well, you know what? Fucking uh, everybody that drank the product. Cause not, not many people are drinking it. Cause you go into these stores and you're just seeing it sitting there. Yep. Um, they're, they're letting everybody know like, Hey, that we're, we're not with this. Right. And yep. you know what? Most of the world isn't with this. No, they're not. After several years, uh, several weeks of silence on social media, Dick Swingin' Mulvaney posted a video on his Instagram page this week thanking supporters, but also not mentioning Bud Light by name. Yeah, because you know why? He was probably sent some type of email or what's called, hey, don't mention our brand with your shit anymore, okay? Right. Don't, don't do it. Probably, probably send him papers to sign. All right. What I'm struggling to understand is not the dehuman. Uh, hold on. What I'm struggling to understand is the need to dehumanize and be cruel. I don't think that's right. He said, I'm not just going to go ahead and trust that people who know me and my heart won't listen to the noise. So, the CEO said InBev is providing financial support to deliver to delivery drivers, sales representatives, wholesalers, and others who are struggling with Bud Light sales sales decline. He didn't say how much the company is spending. All right. Well, earlier in this article, you said, "Hey, we're we're seeing things already turn around. You know, it's getting better. It's not getting better if you're sending fucking money to your distributors to give them so they can help out your." drivers, reps, and wholesalers, right? You got, you got a big problem now because now you're trying to hold on to these people so they don't quit and go somewhere else. Yeah. Because if they start quitting what that, that's not good for the company. Right. InBev said on Thursday, it's revenue increased 13% to 14 billion in the first quarter of this year. Global sales volumes were up 1% thanks to the strong demand in Asia. While those sales beat analysts forecast, the Belgium-based company didn't upgrade its full-year earnings, saying it's too early to predict the ups and downs of various markets this year. The CEO said InBev will reallocate resources from other markets to support the U.S. market this summer. With focus on sports and music festivals, he noted that Bud Light was 
a sponsor of the recent NFL draft. Yeah, because they already signed a contract before this shit started. Right. But the other thing is, I don't think it's a smart move to reallocate resources into a massively declining market. Yeah, no. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying I'm like the most business savvy person, but if I if I was them, I'd just come out and say, hey, we fucked up. Yep. Everybody buys a case of beer, you get a free six pack or something. You know? Yeah, some sort yeah, of yeah, like yeah. positive so, market. Yeah, and be like, hey, we're sorry about this. We're not we're not with uh Dick Swinging Dylan Mulvaney in his his games of uh wanting to be a, a preteen fucking little girl. And then goes on to say, everything we do should be about beer and should promote beer. It is an essential part of life's meaningful moments, whether in sports, music, or celebrations, he said. Yeah, what you're doing should be about beer, selling it, promoting it, not fucking getting involved with a dude that wants to play dress up, who's got a mental fucking issue and was probably fucking, I don't know, picked on as a, as a man. And now he feels better as a, that uh, he dresses up as a female because he's getting all this attention that he yep. lacked when he was a guy. Yep, that's what it is. The CEO said the company needs to better understand the social media landscape and how big brands that want to reach a lot of different kinds of customers might face situations like this one. You know how you don't face situations like this one? You don't put your company with, again, a dude that wants to dress up like a little girl. Exactly. Okay. You had a company that pretty much you just sat back in your chair as a fucking CEO and you just watched the money roll in. Yep. You did not have to do a fucking thing. You just sat there and watched it come in. You didn't need to do new marketing. You just throw the Clydesdales out there occasionally. You throw out this Buds for You fucking commercial occasionally. The tractor trailer with all the lights yeah, on it. You, yeah, you, like just use your, your normal campaign because everybody who went to a bar or a liquor store was usually going there to get some kind of Anheuser-Busch product. And it was dominantly Bud Light or Budweiser. Yep. So I don't, I don't understand. Oh, you know, if you're a big company, we're showing you how to do it. Shut up. We will always be at the table when important topics are debated, but the beer itself should not be focused of focus of the debate. He said, well, then you shouldn't even begin involved in these subjects. You know what? Their, their PR team has to be the bunch, the biggest bunch of bitches that I've ever fucking heard. And I like, we're, we're just truck drivers. We're not fucking, we're not in business whatsoever. And this, it, it just sounds fucking ridiculous. Just fess up to it and fucking just put up, just put it out there. Like, yeah, yeah we fucked up. Yeah, we fucked up. It, they don't even have to say we fucked up as Anheuser-Busch or Bud Light. We fucked up by hiring that Alyssa, I think her name was. We fucked up by hiring her and leaving her in control of marketing. Yeah. Just fuck, that's it. That's it. So they want a little bit of a cop out, then there you go. Yeah, you can say she she because they've been trying everything. They first, it, what was the first one? Oh well, we dealt with a a different marketing agency. It wasn't anybody in our company. Right. Well, shit. If it was just a marketing agency, why is the story changing every fucking week? Right. Yeah, and trust me, it, it gets even better. Which I know you got an article on. <laughs> well, no, actually, you know the article that I that I had pretty much it was it was basically that. Oh, it was it was yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm not. I'm not doing that one. But but basically, you know, from what I gathered from it as well is they were trying to blame 
social media for misinformation. Yeah. And that's the other thing, a fucking company that size that's been around that long. You don't know how social media works. Yeah. And you're paying all these fucking people. Well, like give me a no, fucking no, job no, there. I can just no, go there and fuck and, off. And the problem is, is, you know, they're so used to, you know, people on the right fucking up and then them getting canceled and it being acceptable now that it's happening to somebody on the, well, I don't know if they're a leftist company, but they align themselves with uh leftist uh, beliefs and ideology. Yeah. So, you know, now you're going to get canceled and they don't fucking like it apparently. And they're trying to say, Oh, well, that's only a small part of our market, which is fucked up. And yeah. to me, to me, no, that, that's a, even a, more a, a small part. Part of your market is these transgender fucks, because you know what? It's only 0.5% of the population. I don't know if it's in this country or whatever. I can actually look that up. Well, it's ridiculous. Like that's, that's an American company. You should be, you should be not, you should be more concerned with your home field. Basically with your, with the sales. Yeah. So that's great that you're global and your sales are fine over there, but you need to take care of home first. Yeah. It's actually less than 0.5%. It's 0.41697 of trans transgender people in America. And that's what everybody in this country is letting run everything. Yeah. And it's kind of funny to me because I found out from somebody that, um, I might, me and you, uh, basically what they were saying is we don't like women. That we don't? Yeah. But <laughs> the funny thing is, how do we not like women? We just did a message Monday on supporting women yeah. and against the trans movement because people, and they, it's funny because this person um, was telling me that this person's for the trans stuff. Okay. So if you're for the trans stuff as a female, you don't like women. (laughs) And again, left the, the whole leftist ideology, whatever they believe, or they're trying to make put, put you down for, or say you are is actually what they are. Right. Cause if you're supporting a biological man to dress up in women's clothes and have the same, and they, they already have the same rights. So I don't know why women are out there saying, oh, they need rights. They need rights. What they're talking about is they're like, oh, they should be in the women's bathroom or, you know, women's sports or, you know, all this. And they don't belong there. And no. you know what? If you're a woman that supports this, like we said in the message Monday, you're part of the problem of erasing your own gender. So look at the bigger picture there. You don't like women because you support men that want to dress up like a woman and play dress up because all they're saying is being a woman is like a Halloween costume. Yeah. So congratulations. It's literally, they're literally making a mockery of, of women as a gender. It's fuck. It's, I don't understand it. I don't understand how Uh, this is standing for. I know. Yeah. And, uh, and we, we went on, we went on in the message Monday and we told everybody. So, you know, obviously they haven't listened to that episode because you know, they're fucking probably a moron, but (laughs) <laughs> All I'm saying is me, me and MJ support biological women. Yes. I, we are against the trans movement. And if that makes us hate women, then you got to look at a bit. You got to look at yourself in the mirror and think about it. Because if you're a woman that's saying we don't like women because we only support biological women, but you as a woman support biological men that dress up like females and they should have every right that you have going into the bathroom and shit, then you don't like women. Yeah, exactly. 
Because you're you're part of the problem, like yeah. you said, erasing the women, the you're, you're female gender. Yeah, you're you're basically erasing all the women's rights activists that did so much work in the past to get you to where you are right now. But to have yeah. other men take yeah. it away. But you're so fucked up in the head and brainwashed that you're just like, you know what? These two, these two guys don't, you know what? Fine. Say that. Fine. I don't care. No, I'm I'm just addressing it. So that if somebody listens to the show and thinks that here, here, here's, here's, here's what it, it actually is. We, we support women. We like women and we think it's fucked up that biological men are trying to be women. Exactly. And we aren't for that. Nope. Not at all. And we're for women's rights and all that good shit. You know, like MJ said, you know, they can do everything we can do. It's just uh, certain jobs might be a little tougher, but they they can still do them. Yeah. Yeah, they can. Yeah. Men can't. And that's the thing is men can't do what women do. Women, you know, we, we can't have children. Right. We can't breastfeed. We don't have a period. We don't, you know, go through all these biological things that women only can go through you know mm-hmm. right so it's true so, sorry for that little tangent there but you know no you, it's, it's needed yeah, yeah no fucking don't hear enough of it yeah so my next one is on fox news fauci wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know someone i heard someone got fired that's pretty big over there so i'm trying to you know slide in there. i wouldn't want to slide in there after no. you got <laughs> no Fauci Weingart tried to rewrite history on disastrous COVID-19 lockdowns. Show me a school that I, that I shut down. So this, this article pissed me off when I, when I read it, read it but I read it, but it says <laughs> <laughs> former white house chief medical advisor, Dr. Anthony Fauci and teachers union boss Randy Weingart are furiously trying to rewrite history on the role in promoting it. The disastrous school lockdowns that paralyzed the U S during the COVID-19 pandemic and let and left a generation of children behind, which it did. It had really bad side effects. So obviously the kids couldn't learn correctly. Go. He says, Show me a school that I shut down and show me a factory that I shut down. Never. I never did, Fauci told New York Times Magazine last month. I gave a public health recommendation that echoed the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's recommendations. And people made a decision based on that. But I never criticized the people who had to make those make the decisions one way or the other. Yes, he is absolutely true. He has, he is right. He himself didn't shut down anything because you don't have the fucking, (laughs) you don't have the means to do that. You don't have that fucking authority, but everybody was looking to you as the expert for what we should do suggestions. So yeah, you did. We wanted to be, uh, we wanted to be in school. I've said that over and over again today, Weingart president of the American Federation of teachers, the AFT, not the ATF. One of the nation's most powerful teachers unions said during her uh, congressional testimony about the school lockdowns last week. But history shows that both Fauci and Weingart vehemently pushed for COVID-19 lockdowns and restrictions that led to prolonged school closures across the country. 
At the state of the pandemic, Fauci, then director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases at the National Institutes of Health, expressed outright support for a federal lockdown to contain the virus. Whatever, he, whatever it takes, he told CNN on March 15th, 2020. Just one week earlier, Fauci said there was no reason to be walking around with a mask and that wearing one could even make people sicker because it, it causes them to touch their face more frequently. He, he and the CDC reversed course within weeks and started pushing universal mask mandates for everyone ages two and older. A study released this January found that the widespread masking may have done little to nothing to curb the transmission of COVID-19, and myriad questions still remain about the negative impact that prolonged masking has had on children's speech and uh, social development. Still, Fauci was featured in, P- in a PBS documentary this March saying he regretted not supporting mask mandates in quarantines sooner, even though he said they were dangerous, but you should wear it. <laughs> Maybe I should have done that, he said. Yeah, I was wrong. Like He, he doesn't give a shit. Masks weren't the only uh, reversal by the country's public health, health experts in March 2020. Fauci's NIH published a study saying COVID-19 is stable for several hours to days in aerosols and on surfaces. Wash hands, avoid close contact, use a face covering, clean inanimate objects, Fauci said in August on 2020. The CDC later determined the risk of surface to transmission of COVID-19 was low and Fauci admitted that wiping down groceries was unnecessary. While some schools started reopening as early as August 2020, like in Florida, many local playgrounds remain closed for over a year due to inanimate object theory. I, I, I thought that was ridiculous. Like, I, I remember driving down the street, and you see, like, crime scene tape going around. Oh, yeah, yeah, fucking, yeah. I was like, this is ridiculous. Um, and that, But that just shows how many sheep are actually out there. They just follow along. They just, mm-hmm. just keep going with it. You know, use your fucking head. Like, exactly. it doesn't make any sense. It wasn't until April 2021 that the CDC said sunlight and weather uh, factors could destroy the virus on outdoor surfaces. So now, now just sunlight, not antibacterial shit and fucking <laughs> all the shit they were they were pushing. I mean, it goes it goes on and on about this, but that's just the reason I wanted to do this article is that these people are, you know, they're they're put in this place for a certain reason, and he was supposed to be the expert on it. So everybody's going to follow him and the Surgeon General. And the Surgeon General did the same thing. He was scrutinized also that, yes, wear a mask, don't wear a mask. And he kept going back and forth. And I have seen medical professionals say it doesn't make any sense to wear a mask for an airborne virus. Mm -hmm. Because that virus, even if you have that N95 primo mask that filters everything out, it still gets through because the particles are still too small. There's... He, they, I've heard them say, there is nothing that you can wear on your face that's going to prevent an airborne thing to get exactly. into your in yeah. your system. So, you know, people need to um, not forget this shit because I do believe that they're going to try this shit again. Um, so my tinfoil hat is on right now, but <laughs> because I don't, I, it's a little suspicious that Fauci was doing uh, research on this. Um, and then his boss or whoever he, he gets his money from 
said, we don't see an end to this. So just, I mean, we don't see a future in this. So just end it. And then Fauci then took $3 million and gave it to China. Mm-hmm. China started, um, you know, doing their shit, researching it and all that shit. And then because China doesn't have the regulations that we do and the tight scrutiny with, with security and everything, it got out. Yeah. So I think it's a little convenient. And then they're looking to this guy that did do the research on it and he kept going back and forth and didn't really know what to do with it. But you researched this thing for fucking years. It just shows that these people can't be trusted. Like I've said, none of these people can be fucking trusted. And we all just, we just need to get them fu- the fuck out of there because there's a hidden agenda with everything. Like you said, people get elected into these positions. And by the time 10, 15 years rolls down the, you know, goes down the line, they're fucking millionaires. Exactly. So that's going to do it for that article. Okay. My next article is from Newsmax. FDA warns about recalled COVID-19 at home tests. <laughs> oh, God. People that actually thought that those were good. The Food and Drug Administration has warned consumers to stop using and throw out certain lots of SD biosensor pilot COVID-19 at-home tests that were recalled by the company because of a possible bacterial contamination that poses safety concerns. Nice. The FDA said in a news release Thursday that SD Biosensor recalled about 500,000 tests that were distributed by Roach Diagnostics to CVS Health in the U.S. and 16,000 tests that were available through Amazon. The news release included a series series of lot numbers printed on the tests that are part of the recall. The FDA said it has significant concerns about bacterial contamination in the pilot COVID-19 at-home test liquid solution provided with the test kit. It added that direct contact with the contamination liquid solution may pose safety concerns and bacterial contamination could impact the performance of the test. Wow. The FDA said if the liquid contacts skin and eyes flush, flush with large amounts of water, if irritation persists, seek medical attention. The FDA said it is working with Roach Diagnostics to determine how many tests were sold. The agency said people should seek medical attention if they have signs of bacterial infection stemming from contact with the solution, including fever, discharge, red eyes, or other concerning symptoms. The FDA warned that the healthcare providers should have patients who take one of the recall tests in the past two weeks get retested with the FDA approved test if they believe the patient might have had an incorrect result. None of the impacted lots were distributed through COVID.gov tests, free at home COVID 19 tests, or as part of the federal testing programs, the FDA said. It, if you receive your tests through the covid.gov slash test distribution or as part of other federal testing programs, they are not subject to the safety communication 
or product recall. And that's going to wrap it up for that one. Unless you had anything else to add. Yeah, of course. Of course it had nothing to do with them. I, I was thinking it's that everybody I, I, yeah, else. I was thinking that too. I was like, <laughs> of course it has nothing to do with you fucking morons. All right. So my next one is from uh, Fox news. Oh, wow. Pretty, pretty surprising. <laughs> Kentucky uh, Memorial honoring fallen police officers vandalized with American flag burnings. And this this shit really crawls up my ass because I if if you don't support the you know the American flag or what or what it stands for, then fucking leave the country. Yeah. Look right there. <laughs> flying beautifully high. Well, not really flying, I guess, but <laughs> It's just, I don't know. You don't like the American flag. You don't like the way things are run here. Get the fuck out. That's it. Exactly. Plain go, and simple. Go, go find out how fucked, it up, fucked up it is in other countries. Yeah, exactly. Why and do you they, think all these fucking people keep trying to get in here illegally? You'd be like, man, America wasn't that bad. <laughs> A memorial honoring law enforcement officers killed in the line of duty was vandalized this week with the burning of American flags just days before the national police the start of National Police Week. According to the National Fraternal Order of Police and a report by the Louisville Courier-Journal, the crime occurred late Wednesday in the Louisville Law Enforcement Memorial in downtown Louisville, Kentucky. It appeared two American flags were burned in the external flame, in the eternal flame that sits atop the memorial in Jefferson uh, Square Park, not far from the Louisville Metro Department of Corrections building, the report said, and there it is. As we approach National Police Week, a time when we honor our fallen brothers and sisters that fucking protect you people, that give you the 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 freedom to burn the flag, even though it's fucking wrong. It was the monument was honoring honoring fallen officers in Louisville was vandalized. The thugs who de- uh, desecrated the memorial memorial will be caught, and when they are, no leniency should be given. Exactly, with everything, there shouldn't be any leniency. You break the law, that's it. Fucking, I hate that shit. You do the time. The memories of our fallen officers will be forever live in our hearts and minds. The FOP wrote in a Thursday tweet, including a photo of the badly damaged memorial. Ryan Straw, the vice president and governmental affairs director for the Kentucky FOP, also uh, posted a tweet with a photo. What a slap in the face this is to our families of the fallen. Our officers are still serving in the entire community, he wrote. According to the report, officers responded to a call at approximately 11.15 p.m. Wednesday and found the two charred flags draped over the memorials. Most of the debris was cleared by Thursday morning, except for some, some of the flags, remnants, strewn along the ground and the damage uh, on to the memorial itself. The report said that Louisville police were reviewing video of the incident and an officer with the Louisville police media relations office told Fox news digital. The crime was still under investigation. One Kentucky priest named father Jim Sicko offered to pay to have the memorial repaired. I will cover the expense to have this restored. Someone who oversees this, let me know. He wrote on Twitter in response to the FOP. The memorial was previously defaced in 2020 during the protests and riots following the death of Breonna Taylor. 
who died when police conducted a raid on her apartment related to a, a drug investigation. Now, I don't under I don't know exactly what happened with that that raid, and that is literally the end of the article. Okay, <laughs> um, I don't know what happened with that, but if they were if they were raiding the uh, the apartment, um, they don't just kick in the door and start blasting fucking blasting bullets all over the fucking place. They go in, and if you're if you're one of the people that they're trying to uh, apprehend or question or whatever, and you don't comply then yeah, they're going to have to use force. Yeah. And, and who knows, maybe she had a gun or so, someone else had a gun and she got caught in the crossfire. Well, if they if these people are, in, are investigating this apartment for drugs, then it is, it is sad that she, that she lost her life. I'm not going to take that away from anybody, but you have to be careful of who you surround yourself with. Exactly. If you're surrounding yourself with drug dealers and people that use illegal drugs, then you're running the risk of shit like this happening. So just choose your people better. (laughs) Okay, my next article is from Breibart. Watchdog, IRS has spent $10 on guns, ammo, and military-style equipment since 2020. Why are they doing that? Who knows, but you better fucking get your shit in line. The IRS has spent $10 million on firearms, ammunition, and military-style gear since 2020, the New York Post said on May 2nd, citing an open the books report. Open the books specified some of the purchases the IRS has made since 2020. Here's a list for MJ and everybody that wants to know. $2.3 million on duty ammunition. $1.2 million on ballistic shields plus another $1.3 million on various other gear for criminal investigation agents. agents. Uh, very non-transparent description, but okay. Um, <laughs> 474000 on Smith & Wesson rifles, 467000 on duty tactical lighting, 463000 on Beretta 1301 tactical shotguns, 354,000 on tactical gear bags, 267,000 on ballistic helmets, and 243,000 on body armor vests. The agency also purchased 3,000 units of optics compatible tactical holsters for weapons with optical sights and weapons lighting systems. Wow. Open the books shows the agency has spent a total of uh, $35.2 million on guns, ammo, and gear since 2006. On August 10th, Breibert News reported that the IRS job listing for criminal investigation uh, special agents stressed the applicants must carry a firearm and be willing to use deadly force in order to carry out their duties. On April 27, 2023, Breiber News noted that the IRS was hiring armed agents to fill vacancies in all 50 states. And that pretty much uh, wraps up that article. You know, just just a little, quick little uh, info on um, what uh, the IRS is doing with the money. Yeah. Fucking IRS. I know. They, I, I watched a, a documentary on the IRS, and it seems a little far-fetched, but... 
don't know that they're they're actually not really a legal entity. They're but not, we all they, they they should be abolished. That's what. Yeah, they yeah. should be. So, yeah, I mean, look at how much money they could save if they got rid of the IRS, just had that flat tax rate that we've talked about before. I mean, it, yeah, it would save a shitload of money. So, my next one is from Newsmax. D. Snyder's not going to take it on transphobic claim. Twisted, yeah. twisted sister. We're not going to take it. No. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that don't know, Twisted Sister <laughs> is a, like an 80s, 90s hair, hair band. I'd that, say it's the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. 80s hit right there. <laughs> Twisted Sisters, D. Snyder, who's hit uh, 80s hit. We're not going to take it. Spoke to teen protest against parental control and became an, an adopted rally cry for the LGBTQ community is lamenting message control efforts. So I hear I'm transphobic. Really? Snyder wrote in a lengthy statement posted to Facebook after... The Pride celebration in San Francisco pulled Twisted Sister from the main stage after Snyder was condemned for a tweet. I was not aware the transgender community expects fealty and total agreement with all their beliefs and any variation or deviation is considered transphobic. His thoughtful missive read. And that's exactly it. If you don't 100% back them, they're going to label you as transphobic and you're going to get canceled and all this other shit, just like we're seeing right here. So my lifetime of supporting the transgender community's right to identity as they want in honoring whatever changes they may make in how they present themselves to the world isn't enough. Snyder's tweet that promoted the protest came in response to a tweet by Paul Stanley of Kiss. With many... With many children who have no real sense of sexuality or sexual experiences caught up in the quote-unquote fun of using pronouns and saying that they identify as some adults mistakenly confuse teaching acceptance with normalizing and encouraging a situation that has been a struggle for those truly affected and have had and have turned it into a sad and dangerous fad. And that that's perfectly put right there um goes on to say 100 percent. yep snyder responded on twitter you know what there was a time when i felt when i quote unquote felt pretty too glad my parents didn't jump to any rash conclusions and then so i'm i'm gathering from that that he he was questioning his sexuality at a, at a certain time in his life hey come back <laughs> <laughs> Well, they, they, Twisted Sister are dressed up like females. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, no shit. So, oh, okay. mo, mo, that, all right. that was most of the 80s. All those bands, they dressed in women's clothes. They wore makeup. They did their hair all crazy. Oh, okay. That makes so sense. So that, that's why he's like, oh, you know, I, I felt that way too. Right. When he looked in the mirror. And then? Poison, Motley Crue, fucking all of them. No shit. Yeah, Warrant. Oh, shit. All right. I never really, uh, I never really watched any of the videos. I only heard the music. Yeah. But, but um, goes on to say, and then his headline was canceled. Act was canceled. D has always been a vocal supporter of LGBTQ plus rights. San Francisco pride wrote in a statement on the matter. However, when we were notified about 
This tweet in which D expressed support for Kiss's Paul Stanley's transphobic statement, we were heartbroken and angry. The message perpetuated by this tweet cast doubt on young trans people, trans people's ability to self-identify their gender. But Snyder stood strong against a rush to judgment on gender switching by children. I've recently stated that I do not believe young children are ready to decide their gender allocation, Snyder wrote. I believe their choice should be supported and accepted by their parents, but I do not think kids have the mental capabilities to, to make rational, logical decisions on, on things of a magnitude that will affect them for the rest of their lives. I do not believe they are mentally developed enough. How many fucking, how many times have we been saying that? But, you know, we're on the other side of the fence, so we no, you know, we're discarded. <laughs> Snyder argued supporting children is just, quote-unquote, good parenting, but pushing gender changes too soon is dangerous. He also warned against political dis- divisiveness and a lack of tolerance in affecting the transgender community, rejecting the notion that a group of people resigned to being different is so convinced others must think like them. I am a proud moderate, Snyder added, expressing progressive ideals, but not too close-minded absolutism. I drive a Tesla and a Hummer. I have too many guns, but strongly support intelligent gun control. I have four children, yet fight for a woman's right to choose. I'm a motorcycle-riding environmentalist. I'm a heterosexual who proudly supports LGBTQIA plus rights. It's just fucking... This isn't one, one article. It just, they went an extra two fucking letters. Jesus Christ, I don't even know what the fuck that means. <laughs> <laughs> to me, and I believe many of you, none of these things are mutually exclusive. The transgender community needs to be needs to moderate who supports their choices. Yes, they do. Even if we don't agree with every one of their edicts. For some people, tra- some transgender people, not all, to accuse supporters like me of transphobia is not a good look for their cause. Don't reject people who are willing to make, to march, sing, and stand with you just because we don't perfectly see eye to eye. We are still your allies. Signed, your cisgender cross-dressing ally. Kisses Stanley also issued a further statement and after the outcry from his first saying, his thoughts were, were clear, but his words were clearly not. No, it's just fucking people reading in through this bullshit because that's the, new, the, the woke thing that's happening right now. Most importantly and above all else, I support those struggling with their sexual identity while enduring constant hostility and those who path leads them to reassignment surgery, Stanley wrote on Thursday. It's hard to fathom, fathom the kind of con- conviction that one must feel to take those steps. And that's, that's true, and that's, he, he's pointing out right there that they're taking that small percentage and exploiting it and trying to promote it. Yeah. And, and it's, it's fucked up. And, you know, people, even the people that fucking <laughs> that support them, they're, they're canceling their own people because they don't 100% go along with it. Exactly. So that's it for that article. Okay, my next article is from Brybert. Can't believe I fought for this bullshit. Seal who killed Bin Laden, reacts to Navy SEAL's drag queen ambassador. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Rob O'Neill, the Navy SEAL who killed 
Al-Qaeda's terrorist Osama bin Laden blasted the Navy for enlisting a drag queen influencer as a digital ambassador to help recruit. All right, the U.S. Navy is now using an enlisted sailor drag queen as a recruiter. I'm done. China is going to destroy us. You got this, Navy. I can't believe I fought for this bullshit, he tweeted. (laughs) I love it. He followed up with another tweet saying, "Um, you're wrong at the U.S. Navy. Talk to someone who's... um, Talk to someone who's actually done something, not a uh, a you woman with tits and a dick. <laughs> O'Neill's O'Neill's tweets came after a TikTok video of drag queen influencer, um, U.S. Navy yeoman, uh, second class Joshua Kelly went viral among the conservative comment commentators this week um the the navy has since confirmed that enlisted active duty uh navy sailor uh was one of its navy digital ambassadors in a pilot program that ran from october 2022 to march of 2023 kelly who performs as harpy daniels had gushed about the appointment on his Instagram account in November 22, writing, thank you to the Navy for giving me this opportunity. I don't speak for the Navy, but simply sharing the experience in the Navy. Um, and let's go slay. <laughs> in previous posts, he said he first performed drag for fellow sailors during lip sync shows on a carrier deployment in 2017 and 2018. The Navy spokesman told Breibert in a statement on Wednesday, the Navy ambassador program was a pilot initiative designed to explore the digital environment to reach a wide range of potential candidates of the Navy uh, navigates to the most challenging recruiting environment it uh, has faced since the start of the all volunteer force. Well, I, I have something to say about that. So the Navy ambassador program was a pilot initiative designed to explore digital environment. Okay. Well, you could have got a straight influencer, male or female. You didn't have to go right to transgender. Nope. Nope. There go. There goes the U S Navy now bend, bending over and taking a knee. They were already <laughs> <laughs> for for po- less than 0.5% of the population in this country the US navy yeah not not budweiser no, yeah like well budweiser's like hey come on follow us we'll we'll show you the path yeah yeah we'll show we'll, you the we'll, path we'll show you out of the path not to blame it on yourself everybody else <laughs> but us you know it's social media that's what that's what the problem is you start with social media and all this disinformation no we don't understand it <laughs> The pilot has concluded we are um, elevating the program and how it will exist in the future, uh, she added. Before O'Neill rec- uh, O'Neill's recent tweets, he had initially tweeted, to be clear, I have had so much fun at drag shows and I do truly appreciate their artistic talents. However, grown men should not be shown, should not be shown their assholes to children. Jesus. 
fucking agree with that. That, that pretty much wraps up that article. But now you got the U.S. Navy fucking pushing the, all this trans shit. That's fucked up. I don't, I don't know. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the other uh, military forces follow behind or the branches of the other, mili- you know, of our military. Yeah, they already have. I I, um, I think I did an article on it um, that the, the commanding officers have to basically ask each each person who how do you how do you identify yeah how can i all the fucking pronoun shit like no which which is bullshit because you know fucking you can ask them hey uh what's your what's your your shit and they're gonna be like oh here's what it is and then fucking five minutes later you could address them that way and they're gonna be all pissed off because now they're identifying as a i don't know fucking a cell phone right but it doesn't matter you you go into the navy, go into any of those branches of the government. I mean, of the armed forces. Um, you're a soldier. That's it. Yeah. I mean, it, there, there's no gender. You're just a soldier. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Doesn't. It's ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> so my next one is from CNN. Southern border braces for a migrant surge with. Title 42 set to expire this week. Oh, what a what a great picture of a really big wall down there. <laughs> the United oh, States man. is <laughs> The United States is bracing for the uh for the expiration of a pandemic era border restriction this week with officials fearing it will spur a surge of migrants and exacerbate an already challenging humanitarian crisis at the southern border. No shit. No matter how much we are prepared, I don't think we are going to be prepared enough. John Martin. Really? Fucking CNN's website just threw up an article. For, took up the whole thing, yeah, basically. <laughs> Damn, it's a blue screen. <laughs> be fucked up. Uh, John Martin, deputy director of the Opportunity Center for Home- for the Homeless in El Paso, Texas, told CNN on Sunday, days before the lifting of Title 42, a Trump-era policy that allowed the government to quickly turn a- away certain migrants at the border, originally with the aim of stopping the spread of COVID-19. How about just the spread of illegal immigrants? How about- yeah. <laughs> I wanted to emphasize more so than any anything else at this point, this is a national issue. No fucking shit. We've been dealing with this for how fucking long? Now all of a sudden it's like, oh wait, Title 42 fucking is almost up. We're going to have a big surge. We've been having a fucking surge. What the fuck? Ever since dipshit got into fucking office. Come on, man. <laughs> no, I'm too old for you. <laughs> We in El Paso, along with many other communities along the southern border, just happened to be at the front doorstep. And these fucking people. While, uh, while first implemented under the Trump administration with a response to the pandemic, Title 42 has been kept in place by the courts and used by the Biden administration to deal with migrants at the border. That will change Thursday when the public health emergency in Title 42 along with it is set to elapse amid unprecedented mass migration in the Western Hemisphere. This is an international issue. Father Rafael Garcia, a priest who 
runs a shelter at an El Paso church where whose surrounding streets have become a camp for hundreds of migrants. And we're just like the, the neck of the bottle or funnel. U.S. Customs and Border Protection has already seen an uptick in migrants crossing the border with Mexico with more than 8,000 daily encounters. 8,000 people crossing one in one day. That's fucking, that's insane. According to a Homeland Security official, a number that officials predict could reach 10,000 once Title 42 is lifted. There are around 25,000 migrants in custody. Why are they in custody? Fucking ship them back. I know. <laughs> the official said straining pro- uh, processing facilities that are already over capacity. Well, they should be fucking empty because you just fucking turn them away. That's it. Fucking send them back. I think there's no question that this is going to be extremely challenging. Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Moyarcus said Friday, well, that motherfucker should be fired, in my opinion, because if you think that's going to be an extremely challenging situation, you are not qualified for that fucking job. It's, there's, nothing, there's nothing challenging about it. Send him back. Send him back. That's it. Um, he said Friday in Brownsville, Texas, during a visit to the Rio Grande, Grande Valley, I do not want to understate the severity and the challenge that we expect to encounter. But federal officials have long been preparing for the end of Title 42, Mayarka's stress, saying the government was ready. We have a plan. But it's going to be extremely challenging. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, this, this, people like this make me embarrassed to be an American sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Still in a news conference Monday morning, Texas Governor Greg Abbott liked likened the expression of Title 42 as the laying out of a welcome mat to migrants across the world, signaling them to America's borders are wide open. Which, yeah, yeah. It will lead to an incredible amount of people coming across the border illegally, Abbott said, adding the administration's policies would cause a catastrophic disaster. And that's that. All right. My next article is from... The People's Voice. Nice. I like that. <laughs> Chelsea Clinton, it's time to force jab every un uh, force jab every unvaccinated child in America. Chelsea Clinton, where the fuck did you come from? <laughs> Chelsea Clinton has declared that unvaccinated children in America must be forced to take the mRNA jab without or without per um with or without parental consent. Chelsea, via the Clinton Health uh, Access Initiative, CHAI, (laughs) along with the World Health Organization, WHO. Still sounds like shit when you say it that way. (laughs) UNICEF and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation says... She hopes to force jab unvaccinated children via a new initiative called the Big Ketchup. The Big big Ketchup. The Big Ketchup will last 18 months and according to Bill Clinton's daughter, aims to become the largest childhood immunization effort ever. You know what? The picture they're using of her, she should probably get her fucking teeth whitened. Oh, no shit. Like, nasty. <laughs> Disgusting. 
Well, she's following in line with the Clintons. Yeah, but I didn't think Bill and um, Bill and Hillary had fucking yellow teeth. It's almost as yellow as this flag. Jesus Christ. Childrenshealthdefense.org reports Clinton, who deserves, um, who serves as vice vice chair of CHAI, last week presented the initiative at Fortune's Brainstorm Health Conference in Marina del Rey, California. Of course, it was in California. Of course. <laughs> One day earlier, under the um. One day earlier, World Immunization Week, the who, the who introduced the big catch-up, not the band, okay? Because <laughs> the way they wrote that, the who, the who. <laughs> described it as a targeted global effort to boost vaccination amongst, amongst children following declines driven by the COVID-19 pandemic. According to the WHO, this effort aims to reverse the declines in childhood vaccination record, I mean, recorded in over 100 countries since the pandemic due to the overburdened health services, closed clinics, and disrupted imports and exports of vials syringes, and more medical supplies. During the pandemic, lockdowns led to restricted travel and limited access to healthcare and other services, and in many cases, families suffered financial hardships. The WHO said ongoing challenges like conflicts, climate crises. Okay, maybe they're talking about the storms because I know they're not bringing up climate change in this fucking <laughs> <laughs> and vaccine hesitancy also contributed to the decline in coverage rates. According to the WHO, which has said new initiative will act as an extended effort to lift vac um, vaccination levels among children to a list of pre-pandemic levels and, um, and exceed those. More than 25 million children missed uh, at least one vaccination in 2021 alone, leading to outbreaks of preventable diseases, including measles. What? Um, polio and yellow fever, the WHO said. The big catch-up will focus on 20 countries, all in Africa, Asia, Central, and South America, and three-quarters of the children who missed vaccinations in 2021 live according to the to fortune citing data from the centers of disease control and prevention less than 70 percent of children in the u.s under the age of two considered fully vaccinated defined as having received a full set of shots for uh tetanus polio measles and other common um common vaccines during 2021, the CDC data data also showed that only 10% of children um, between the ages of six months and four years had received the COVID-19 vaccine in December uh, doses as of December 31st, 2022. So, you know, basically this goes on to say, you know, that uh, they, they want your kids to be vaccinated. Yeah, and like you said before, you have to ask, why are they pushing that so hard? Because, well, it's already come out that the vaccines, um, if they are giving to children or, you know, a certain age range, it's pretty much going to kill them. So Hillary Clinton doesn't give a fuck about that. Well, neither does the Clintons anyways, because look at their kill list. 
right? How many people, you know, look that up. Um, but anyways, you know, you look at that and then also you, you, it comes out that the, um, vaccine destroys, um, any chance of you having children because it fucks up the, the, the reproductive system of the male and the female. So that's their way of lowering the population. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. That's the end of that article. Fucked up. I mean, you know, it, it COVID's over. COVID's it's, been over. <laughs> I know. Yeah, They're like, lifting everything. I know. I know it, yeah. yeah. Now she wants to come out and say that, like, Go, go get fucked. Jump off a cliff. Please. Do Please. us all a favor. Yes. You and your fucking yellow teeth. <laughs> so my next one is from Fox News. Oh, wow. Federal government under Biden runs $928 trillion deficit in just seven months. No. Billion. Sorry. $928 billion in deficit. The nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office, the CBO, <laughs> revealed the government under President Biden has run a near $1 trillion federal deficit in the first seven months of the fiscal year of 2023. Fucking retard. CBO's report dropped on Monday, giving lawmakers insight to the current state of the federal deficit. The nonpartisan agency found that in se- the first seven months of fiscal year 2023 alone, the federal government has racked up $928 billion. The federal budget deficit was $928 billion in the first seven months of... Why do they keep fucking... They keep repeating that. Revenues were 10% lower. Yeah, exactly. I think that's what they were doing when they fucking wrote the article. <laughs> Revenues were 10% lower and outlays were 8% higher from October through April and then... in than they were during the same period in fiscal year 2022, the agency continued. CBO wrote that shifts in the timing of certain payments affect that comparison. I don't give a shit. What the fuck? That's that's almost a trillion dollars that you're in fucking in the debt, in debt, adding to the debt of the country. Fuck, I haven't heard that in years. You got that all figured out over there? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Outlays this fiscal year were reduced by shifting certain of certain payments, totaling $63 billion from October 1st, 2022 to the first day of fiscal year 2023 into fiscal year 2022 because October 1st fell on a weekend, the agency wrote. Also, outlays in the seven, uh, first seven months of fiscal year 2022 were $65 billion higher than they otherwise would have been because of several several federal payments that were due on May 1st, 2022, a Sunday, were paid in April 2022. If not for those timing shifts, the deficit in the first seven months of fiscal year 2023 would have been $991 billion compared with the $295 billion, $295 billion shortfall during the same period in 2022 an increase of 695 billion dollars see there's a reason i'm a truck driver i don't fucking there's too much shit going on right here <laughs> the high spending numbers come as biden enters into his 2024 re-election campaign 
the economy will likely be a major factor in 2024 as Biden will likely have to face questions on high inflations and other economic issues facing his presidency. You know what he's going to say? Come on, man. Exactly. <laughs> there was, there was, uh, it was from uh, uh, it was from Trump. <laughs> a new ABC News slash Washington Post survey found that 54% of American adults believe Trump did a better job handling the economy during his administration compared to 36% who said Biden is handling the economy better. And I would love to know Bruh. who they are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd love to know who they are and slap them upside the head and say, where? Where is he doing a better fucking job with the economy? Because, I don't know, for me. I, I can name a few people off the top of my head if you want to go slap somebody. All right. Let me know. <laughs> Last month. Oh, yeah, I just thought it too. <laughs> Last month, Biden received a bottomless Pinocchio's rating from the Washington Post for repeatedly touting misleading claims on the deficit. Well, there's a deficit. It's very large, and we need to take care of it. That's base, That's it. Cut and dry. And you're adding to the deficit, whether it's $991 billion, $928 billion, Like, it doesn't matter. You're adding fucking a lot of money. Earlier this week, Biden told a group union, uh, a group union workers that in his first two years in office, he lowered the deficit by a record $1.7 trillion, a claim Kessler gave three Pinocchios in September. Yet he keeps saying it over and over, Kessler wrote on Friday. By our, co- by our count, at least 30 times since June, he's taken credit for reducing the budget deficit by $1.7 trillion. And I guess that's how you end the article, because that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but here's just yet another fucking thing where um, Biden should not be the president. There's nothing, nothing. I, I can't think of a good thing that he's fucking done. Come on, man. No, don't fuck you. You fucking pedophile piece of shit. You done? Yes. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my next article is from Newsmax. Release of Nashville Shooter's Manifesto on hold pending litigation. The manifesto of the person who killed six people at the Nashville, uh, Tennessee school on March 27th will not be released publicly by the Metropolitan Nashville Police Department because of pending litigation. According to the Washington Examiner, Audrey Hill, 28, who identified as a transgender male uh, entered the Covenant School armed with two semi-automatic rifles and a pistol. Upon entry, uh, she was fatally shot. She fatally shot three children and three adult staff members. Since the attack, politicians and the public have been clamoring for the release documents Related to the attack, including the manifesto, the manifesto, as well as detailed maps that lay out a plan of the attack were recovered by police at the crime scene. Police also recovered plans for attacks on other locations in her vehicle and home. Investigators discovered a collection of writings indicating her uh, she had planned the attack on the school for months. 
But the Nashville Police Department said it will keep the release of such documents on hold pending a lawsuit from Tennessee Firearms Association. In a tweet Wednesday, the police department wrote, due to the pending litigation filed this week, the Metropolitan uh, Nashville Police Department has been advised by counsel to hold the release of the records related to the shootings at the Covenant School pending orders of direction of the court on April 28th, a lawsuit was filed, uh, filed in court by Clada Renee Brewer, alleging the metropolitan government of Nashville violated the uh, state public records acting by failing to promptly produce public records in injunction oh, in conjunction with the Nashville, uh, National Police Association, Brewer requested the records April 21st, but claims that the government has yet to respond to her request. Tonda Johnson, another citizen, also made a similar request April 12th, but allegedly denied. The lawsuit contends that Nashville government refused to provide the records because the incident was still an open case. <laughs> How? Pretty cut and dry to me. Although law enforcement prosecutors might wait to identify individuals or release additional details until charges are filed, the decision to do so can vary from case to case. This lawsuit raises questions about transparency and accountability within the metropolitan government of Nashville. Following the shooting, police released a list of 47 items belonging to uh, the shooter, including journals, a shotgun, cell phones, laptops, and a suicide note. But contents of the note are not yet known. Of course. And that wraps up that article. Nice. That's it for me. Okay. I don't have any more. Okay. <laughs> um, I got this one from Briber. Report Smirnoff partnered with trans activists who disrupted Texas legislature. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Vodka retailer Smirnoff reportedly had a business partnership with transgender activists who recently participated in an, in an insurrection. Wow. So it was like January 6th and was forcibly removed Whoa. from the Texas state capitol. Maxine LaQueen is a is a male who identifies as a female. So Max was <laughs> and was and several activists who protested at Texas Capitol during the legislative vote on the transgender bill. As the Texas Tribune detailed, uh, Texas House Speaker Dade uh, Fa um, Phelan abruptly cleared the public from the Chambers Gallery Tuesday after the LGBTQ Texans and parents of tra transgender chanted in opposition of the bill bill that would transition related care for children. He ordered state police to clear the gallery just as Senate Bill 14 came to the House floor and as opponents began their chants and unrolled banners in support of trans kids as a bill um, opponents started filing out of the gallery. They chanted trans rights or human rights. Yeah, that's cool. 
<laughs> women's rights are human's rights as well, too. <laughs> exactly. According to white the, male heterosexuals are too. Yeah. Rights are human rights. According to UK <laughs> anti-trans trans activist Ollie London, who reported on Max's business relationships with Smirnoff, he exposed his testicles and backside during the protest um, at the Texas Capitol. Okay. So Mr. Testicles Instagram account included <laughs> posts of future paid partnerships with Smirnoff labels. Fox News reported a further look at the same account revealed multiple posts showing Mr. Testicles in his full drag doing promotional material for Smirnoff's Pride 2023 ambassadorship. One of the posts was a video of an ad involving Mr. Testicles um, strutting in full drag for the campaign. In the caption, he wrote, hashtag add the... Um, Add the large women of Austin, Texas is here to remind you to support Smirnoff and trans entertainers. Don't forget to tap the link below in the bio and vote for Mr. Testicles to be Smirnoff's Pride 2023 ambassador. London tweeted the trans activist who exposed his testicles and backside in the Texas Capitol is now claiming to police were responsible for his indecent exposure, claiming it was an accident and happened after DPS tried to forcibly remove me from the house. Um, drag queen, Mr. Testicles posted an Instagram video earlier today saying if I show up at the Capitol today, DPS will arrest me while saying he was completely speechless in the fact that an accident happened after he flashed his backside in front of women and teens. Wow. Smirnoff. You guys, are, you guys partnered with a real winner here. Fucking dumbasses. The face of Smirnoff, uh, the face of Smirnoff does at Smirnoff USA. Think the drag queen scene here, flashing his, uh, his testicles at teens and women in an un unlawful insurrection is helping make their brand look more respectable, London asked. I don't know. I don't know. You guys need to talk to Bud Light. But <laughs> <laughs> radical trans activist who exposed uh, his testicles in front of teens in the state house has a long-term paid partnership with Smirnoff. Will the brand continue to pay this man or drop him as an ambassador immediately, London asked. They need to drop him. Smirnoff denied a current working partnership with Mr. Testicles, telling Fox News that he is not currently a Smirnoff partner and does not currently have any contract with Smirnoff. However, the company admitted to partnering, partnering with Mr. Testicles during a promotional campaign in the fall of 2022. So, see, they, they came out and just said, yeah, we're, we're, we're not with them. I mean, maybe later on the story will develop a little more, but they're coming out and saying, yeah, we're not with it. Yeah, they're already doing better than Anheuser-Busch. And, you know, because they, they, they got dick swinging Dylan Mulvaney's back, apparently. Fucking dumbasses. Okay, and I got uh, one more quick one, if you don't mind. Just a quickie? Yeah. Yeah. Soros to buy, to buy Vice Media. 
don't even know what Vice Media is. It's uh, it's one that they do. They go all over the place in the like, uh, really rough areas to do news and shit. George Soros investment management firm and Forest Investment Group are nearing a deal to purchase struggling Vice Media Group in a deal worth four hundred million. Reports the Wall Street Journal. Vice, once valued at five point seven billion, is considering the sale to avoid declaring bankruptcy. Jesus. Other stockholders holding debt with the company, such as TPG Group, Sixth Street Partners, and James Murdoch, son of Fox News CEO Rupert Murdoch, will likely see their interests wiped out in the court supervised trans uh, transaction. The report said the company tried tried unsuccessfully to arrange a sale for more than a year and recently took out a lifeline $30 million loan from Fortress after be, uh, after not being able to pay its vendors, according to Variety. Vice Media Group has been engaged in a comprehensive evaluation of strategic alternatives and planning. The company is uh, broad and stakeholders continue to focus on finding the best path for the company. The company spokesperson told Rudders in a email statement, the potential bankruptcy comes as several media and technology firms have had a two downsides in recent months due to the challenging economic and weak advertising market. The moves also come after Vice canceled its flagship Vice News Tonight program on Vice TV and issued layoffs throughout the organization. Its five main ventures include Vice.com, the Vice Studios Film, and the TV Production Unit, the Vice TV Television Network, Vice News, and creative uh, agency Virtue, the report said. That wraps up that article. So if uh, George Soros gets this, it's just going to be him telling um, his vice employees what to report. Now that you, towards the end of that, you said, I, I do remember seeing vice, the Vice channel yeah. on cable. Yeah. I, I've never watched it, but now, now it rings a bell. And that actually, <clears throat> I don't know who it was, but I did see a clip on somebody saying that George Soros was supposed to buy fight this Vice thing, but... He didn't say that he didn't say the name, but he said, watch out because now George Soros is going to be buying that. So there's going to be a lot of misleading information on there. Exactly. And it's going to be put out there as factual information. Exactly. So if you're watching this or listening to this for the first time and you're on, on YouTube rumble or your podcast directory, you should find that follow button or a subscribe button so you get the automatic downloads and you get the automatic updates when we drop a video. And, you know, while you're in there doing that, leave us a comment and a like and let us know if you don't like the show or you like the show or what you did like about the show or etc. And while you're doing that, you can go over to Instagram and Twitter and follow us at checkers underscore and underscore MJ. That's on both Instagram and Twitter. You can find us on Truth the platform that will eventually take off at the underscore realist underscore uncensored. And we are YouTube and rumble for the people that are listening and just found out that we are on those channels at the realist uncensored. That is one word, the realist uncensored. You can email us at the realist uncensored at gmail.com. If you didn't catch the beginning of this episode and you can tell us 
what you like, don't like about the show. You could just have a general conversation with us. Hell, you can hit up uh, just strictly MJ and talk to him about um, tactics to sell shit on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> <laughs> or you could email us show ideas or articles or anything along along that idea. And also, episodes will be dropping weekly on Wednesday and Friday. So be on the lookout for those and be on the lookout for those Message Mondays if you're not subscribed or following the show. So if you got nothing else to add, that's probably just going to wrap it up. Get outside, do some walking, get some fresh air, and don't let the media take you over. Goodbye.